Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with help from Albertsons, it doesn't have to be the most stressful. Stop in for great deals on holiday favorites so you can stretch your budget and celebrate more. Pick up fresh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, just $1.59 a pound when you buy a value pack of three pounds or more. And get General Mills cereal 10.7 to 13 ounces, selected varieties, $1.57 when you buy two. Tastier meals, sweeter deals, happier holidays. Albertsons, it's just better. Is Steph Curry really a good defender? How will the Warriors approach Game 6? What's the difference between Oracle and Chesapeake? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. I am pleased to bring on the show for a quick hitter, Tim Kawakami, who is the man behind the plan who's covered the Warriors probably longer than anybody else uh, that I've read online. Tim, thanks for being with us and uh, sharing some thoughts. Hey, great to be on. Great to be on. Hey, well, you know, by the way, you know, I, I tend to respond to my trolls on Twitter, you know, as much as I can. Do you, do you enjoy it or is it something that you just feel like is part of your job? <laughs> yes, it's part of it. Who knows? It's, it's, my, it's, it's my nature, I guess. It's if, uh, there's a lot of different probably what reasons to think about what it is is like I like exposing stupidity uh, if I if I get a certain amount of, of anger over certain issues I know I've hit a hot spot uh, not intentionally you know people accuse me of, uh, of trolling or whatever but I don't do it on purpose more it's just like if I hit it I know there's something going on here and I'm going to or I feel like it's being echo they're echoing other opinions out there that I don't agree with. Uh, I don't mind pushing back. If, if, you, if you punch me, I'm going to put my, my punch you back. So, Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, at, least, were... at, least digi- at least digitally. At least digitally. <laughs> well, it sounds like people were trying to get us to troll each other this morning on Twitter, uh, yep. where yep. this whole notion of, of, of Steph Curry, you know, I don't know if you had seen a couple months ago, I'd done a breakdown of his defense being, I, I, and I will admit it was hyper, hyperbole. I needed to shift the needle from him being trash to people recognizing <laughs> that he's good. So I said, he was an elite yep. defender. People really got hung up on that word elite. Uh, what is your take on Steph Curry and how he's, being, how he's playing defense in this series? Yeah, I mean, I think I've said it, and, and I'm, we're going to agree a lot on this. I, I think he's a good defender, and, and I say this from anecdotal evidence and statistical evidence and, and just from talking to the Warriors coaching staff, Ron Adams specifically, who I think we can agree is a pretty smart defensive mind. Mm-hmm. And, and anytime I mention another defensive player doing well, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, whoever, he always adds that Steph Curry is so important, and not just offensively, to the rhythm of the team, to the angles, to the ideas that they use on defense. Steph Curry is so important. You mentioned it in the Portland series. When he was out, they were, they were not as good a defensive team as they were when he was in. That's not like, hey, he's out there stopping Damian Lillard. No, he's not. He's guarding somebody else. But just, the, I think, the way he thinks and, and what they can do using that anticipation 
not just the steel count, but the steals are in there, and he got some steals uh, in, in the last Warriors game, Warriors Oklahoma City game. Uh, it is ties them, helps tie them together. Not a great if you, again we might describe this part. I'm not sure, but I don't think he's not a great man-to-man lockdown defender on the great point guards, and it's evidence that they they take him off those guys a lot. They they start him on Westbrook in this series. They've started him on Westbrook. They take him off him pretty quickly though. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe get get him back on him, uh, you know, at some point. But that's not you know he's going to start on Robertson you know, or mainly play Robertson. If Robertson's out, he's going to play Waiters. Uh, and he has not had some. He has had some tough games in this series. I thought, and Steve Kerr agrees. Uh, certainly, uh, Game Four, uh, he he had Robertson a lot, and lost just lost him. And again, that that might be some of the anticipation we're talking about. He's trying to read the, the pass, and he loses eye contact with his guy, and they backdoor him. I think they're intending to do that. I think they're trying to put him in pick and rolls to get him on someone he doesn't want to be guarding, whether it's Westbrook or whoever. And he's he's had a few weekends, and I think they're attacking him, but that might be the ankle, that might be the, the, the knee, that might be a lot of things. He When he plays well, he's not entirely always on the ball, but he's playing the lanes and he's getting to spots where he needs to. He might not get to the second spot he needs to <laughs> when he's going laterally against somebody, but he can be in that first spot he, and he can, you know, get, they can switch, you know, they, they switch nicely. Uh, that's what their philosophy is. So he's not always, you know, they set a screen for Westbrook and he's on him and, he, and they switch off it, then he's no longer his, his guy. I just think what we're seeing in this series is he's given it up on the screen a lot. They're having to shift a lot of focus to his guy, uh, especially if it's not Robertson, and that kind of compromises the defense. The last game he was better at it. I think they've kind of made that adjustment. But I, I do think he was getting beat specifically in three and four and maybe even one and two uh, a little more than, than he has in the past. Westbrook's tough. You know, no, you know, no, uh, Clay Thompson doesn't stop Westbrook every time. Certainly not. No one does, but... It's yeah. a tough matchup physically for Curry. Yeah, I mean, and there's, I think that's the response is physically, you know, Westbrook can get past him and, and loves getting past him and, and, you know, is determined to get past him. He's getting some screens too, though, and I'm sure you've seen that and you've, you've documented that. I just think what they need is a Curry who's in, in tune and maybe not when he's off on, on, on Robertson getting lost and then giving up a bucket, and, and that's what he did several times, certainly in game four. Yeah, I mean, what I'm seeing there, I think, is they really have a desire to get Robertson to shoot the ball. I mean, they really just, please, anybody, you know, as long as he's shooting, it means that Russ and KD are not. And um, and so when I'm yep. looking at Steph doing that, you know, I know it looks like bad defense, but I feel like it's it's got to be partly by design uh, that they wanted to do that. And certainly, you know, uh, yeah, they, they, they played him a lot less on Russ in the game five than they had on, in games one through four. And to me, it just looks like, yeah, they, they know that it's wearing him down. Um, but, but, yeah, I think all the things you said are, are, are right. I feel like the thing is that Russ blows by everybody. You know, all these point guards were good, blow by everybody. And so it's like, you know, and we, I don't, I did an edit and I didn't even comment on it. I just put the, put the plays that he, that were involved with uh, Curry. You know, he blew by him about eight times out of like the 53 clips that we had, but not, it's not a lot, but it happens. And so I don't know. I feel like it's very binary on Twitter where it's like, oh, he got blown by. That means he got blown <laughs> by every time. Binary on Twitter? That it has to be 100% one thing or 100% the other thing? Uh, yes. 
Uh, absolutely, and Tim, I think we're, and that's what you and I are trying to do. We're trying to be reasonable and practical, and then we we get people who don't want to be reasonable and practical. Oh, that's all part of it. Uh, I had a guy yelling at me last night because I had praised uh, DeRozan on one play and then pointed out a bad play he did. Mm-hmm. He goes, "You can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why not? <laughs> right. It's America." Oh wait, you know what? Maybe he's Canadian, so maybe yeah. in Canada you can't. I don't know, but it was very yeah, strange. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah, and I, I think you know, and Curry certainly, Curry certainly, you know, he's gotten so much praise, and and I think the Westbrook reaction is just, just kind of the summary of maybe some of the other players. Really, you know, Michael Jordan didn't get unanimous MVP. You know, Shaq didn't get unanimous MVP when he's dominating in, in, in yeah. two thousand. You know, the, the, the LeBron's never been the unanimous MVP. Wilt was unanimous MVP. This guy was unanimous MVP, and that's certainly not anything Curry has done. He didn't vote for himself for MVP. Probably would have, but he <laughs> he doesn't have that vote. It's not. It's not. The history is the NBA history. He's just part of it. But I think that that's part of the response from Westbrook. It's. I believe it's why there's always a reaction, no matter what Curry does. And it's part of. You know, you get the MVP, you get part put out there. I. I think Curry gets that. I'm sure he's pissed off about this and this whole conversation. I'm the one who asked him about it today and shoot around, and uh, he certainly wasn't thrilled. But that's also what gets him motivated. It's what's it's got him motivated as a life recruited guy who ended up at Davidson, a guy who, who came out of Davidson and, and many players didn't think he was going to be strong enough to play in this league. And it's motivated him to get become MVP. It's motivated the team when you know they hear that they were lucky to win the championship last year. So it's part of who they are. It's part of the chip on their shoulders. Certainly Draymond Green, throw him in there. Um, and I imagine that Warrior fans ought to kind of like this, that, that Steph Curry had a steely eye and that, that he's not thrilled by this and, and other his opponents are taking him up. Yeah, likely. I don't lightly. I don't know yeah. that he's going to go out there and shut down Russell Westbrook, but I think he's going to play very well. Uh, I would, I would hope so. I mean, I, I was, it was not. I don't want to call it vindication, but to see him rip uh, Kevin Durant a couple times at the end there was, yep. it was just you know, yep. it, it was exciting. And you know what was interesting was that you know people on Twitter were getting excited about it because of the drum I've been hitting so hard, hard the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. So you're there. What's your finger on the pulse of the team right now? Uh, you interviewed them this morning, like. Does it, do they feel intimidated uh, being on the road and on in a closeout game? Well, it's what I'm going to say. Um, I, Curry's the only one who really spoke okay. today, and I think there's a point to that. That this is this is the guy. This is this is the person who's the MVP, the leader of the team, the best player in the league theoretically. Well, that's certainly been in question in the last few days, uh, and he was very very focused. You know. He, he can be lighthearted. He can be different. Today, he was very, very focused, uh, and I think that is their understanding is that this is going to be a really, really hard game. Their understanding is that the, the Thunder's going to throw everything at them. That their understanding is it's going to be incredibly emotional, and they have to play almost perfectly. But there's a reason for that because if they win this game, the Thunder uh, are, are not too thrilled. Would, would not love the prospect of a Game Seven in Oracle, and, and they want that 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 feeling to get in the Thunder's stomach. Mm-hmm. What uh, any kind you of don't ideas? want oh. to lose this one. You you do not really have another shot. That's the that's the that's the feeling. The confidence in their minds was okay. We know this is going to be their best shot, but we know it's their best shot because they're really worried that, that we can beat them and beat them again in seven. Yeah, I, I mean it, it's funny because yeah, both teams have a you know sort of a similar pressure from different areas, uh, and it's fascinating to have to watch. Mm-hmm. It certainly is creating probably anxiety across the country if people are interested. Uh, what, you get any sense of what's going to happen strategically uh, this game as far as, you know, how they're going to attack, what they're going to use, is Canner going to play at all? What, do you, what are your feelings on those kind of stuff? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that, 
think we, we we're seeing what the series has turned into, and it's, it's not with Canner on the floor very much. Because when Canner's on the floor, the Warriors attack him, right? They put him right at the pick and roll, and they go at him. Mm-hmm. And everyone else who switches into the pick and roll onto Curry for Oklahoma City, Ibaka, Durant, Adams even, has played great in the pick and roll, at, and Canner doesn't. So I think, if anything, it'll be Canner for a little, a few minutes here in the first half, and then they go, they stay with what they've been doing. They Basically, what they're playing six and a half guys, maybe, uh, but that's what's got them this far. I just don't know that this is a game for Canner. Maybe, again, a cameo, and he hits a shot or two. Kind of the most space role, right? If Mo comes in, if he hits a shot or two, he plays six minutes. If he doesn't, it might be four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Warriors have pretty much decided what they're going to do, too. They're, I mean, Kerr loves the fact that they play more guys. He, he loves that. And I, every time I think he's going to go away from that, there's one time and go with Curry for 42 minutes and go with Draymond for 44, play Clay 44, he still stays away from it. He'll play Barbosa here and there. He'll play space, obviously. He'll, he'll play guy you know he's obviously gonna play with all a lot he's gonna play Livingston but those other guys to go nine or ten deep I he, he intends to do it he, he promised he'd play Barbosa tonight when I asked if maybe he's a better home player than a rope player and again he, he likes he likes keeping Curry under 40 minutes I think that's the point he, he's going to try to keep to that and that means that bench you know to start the second and to start the fourth has got to play even or a little bit better. And and when have the Warriors given it up in the two games in Oklahoma City so far? It's been in the second quarter. Uh, it's one where the bench was kind of playing well and then took a hit and couldn't recover and he couldn't get Curry back in the game fast enough. And then in the in the game four, it was with the starters on the floor and they just got boat raced uh, in, in a terrible second quarter. So um, I think we're seeing what they're going to do though. Curry's going to Curry's going to. Do this, you know. He's going to pray that Bogut doesn't get in foul trouble early. He's going to hope that Stephen Adams gets in foul trouble early. Certainly, with the formula in Game Five, they're going to play Curry on Robertson most of the time. They're going to go put Clay on on Westbrook. They're going to, you know, the one thing I thought they might be doing a little bit more, and I think they are, is, is to not devote so much attention to Durant and Westbrook. And again, they have to devote some of it, but they just not coming off of Robertson like. Mm-hmm. Like they were in, in one, two, and three, and just just blatantly letting you know he's on the other side of the floor, and they're letting him run around, and they just just concentrate all on on Durant. Westbrook. Durant, I think, really is their focus. He's always been their focus, and if they can just have Iguodala guard him for thirty five minutes, and other guys for for the other ten to fifteen, and have him not go for forty five at a very high percentage, then they they like their shot. Doesn't mean they can stop Durant from doing that. I mean, Durant can do it at any time against anybody, anywhere. We've seen that. I think that they will have to, in order to make sure that, that Waiters doesn't go crazy or some of the other guys we've seen score some points, that they're just going to have to play Durant a little more straight up like they did in the last game. Now, that was at Oracle, wasn't it here? But I, I think the straight up defense with a little help shading here and there is the strategic kind of move they've made. And, uh, and if Durant could outplay it, don't know. But I think that's what we're going to see. Well, to wrap up here, I want to hear your impressions because you've been in both of these stadiums now. And I have to tell you, I am intimidated when I'm watching the games in Oklahoma City <laughs> because I, Oracle yep. must be intimidating and loud and amazing, but there's something vicious <laughs> about this crowd. Like they seem like yep. they want blood. Does it feel that way when you're there? Yep. I'd say so. You know, it's more collegiate. That's how I describe it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more unified. It's one shout, one noise, uh, and it's it's very passionate. And it's just all 
you know, it can get, uh, you know, can shake the place. Oracle is very loud, and although it's been louder, you know, in previous playoff runs, frankly, and you know, I think they've priced it to a point where you don't quite have all the rowdiest people right up close anymore. In fact, we know they don't, uh, but it's still loud. You know, it's it's still a very good building for for a home crowd. But I think Oklahoma City, this is it's the shout in unison, all at once, the same thing throughout the game. I find it louder. You know, just as a pure. Just being in the middle of it versus uh, versus Oracle, I think it's louder. Just as a collegiate atmosphere, uh, you know, like uh, you know, you know, be like Lawrence, Kansas, or like uh, you know, Chapel Hill or or Durham, North Carolina. It just feels much more like that. Uh, Oracle feels like a really good NBA arena. This feels like a really really loud college arena. Well, to wrap it up, who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to go to the home team. You know, I, I, I have not seen the Warriors handle what Oklahoma City can give them very well, and they haven't played very well. But I, it just feels like if Oklahoma City plays well, I don't know the Warriors can beat them, and I imagine Oklahoma City is going to know it. Now, if things tighten up, Warriors are ahead late, you, you might see Oklahoma City tighten up. But having not seen it and having just the, the, the distance that they've been better than the Warriors in these two games here, I'm going to say maybe a closer game, and I'll still say Oklahoma City. I could be surprised. I'm, uh, clearly it could happen the other way, but right now I'll say Oklahoma City or the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly if they let them get a bigger lead in that early in the game, that 12-point that lead becomes 25 in about two seconds there, and it's over. Yeah. So they got to keep it close for sure. I think the Oklahoma City w- w- could give it back to them down the stretch if it's close, but uh, it's, it'll be a great game. You're lucky to be there and check it out, and I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and spending some time with us. I want to thank my family for sitting quietly behind me as well in my hotel room while we did this. So, uh, Tim, thank you so much. Well, let's do this again sometime. You sound, sound great. Thanks a lot. You got it. Take care. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with help from Albertsons, it doesn't have to be the most stressful. Stop in for great deals on holiday favorites so you can stretch your budget and celebrate more. Pick up fresh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, just $1.59 a pound when you buy a value pack of three pounds or more. And get General Mills cereal 10.7 to 13 ounces, selected varieties, $1.57 when you buy two. Tastier meals, sweeter deals, happier holidays. Albertsons, it's just better.